helping you solve the retirement puzzle. Welcome to The Retirement Solution with John Hicks. This Week in Trivia. Don't mind if I do. That sounds like it's something from the Lizard Lounge. <laughs> That's right. Do you remember Bill Murray on Saturday Night Live? Yeah. He was uh-huh. like the, the, whatever, the lounge singer, uh-huh. the lounge lizard Larry or whatever he was. Yeah. That was good stuff. That was good Star stuff. Wars, nothing but Star Wars, hey. beautiful Star Wars, hope they won't end. Speaking Thank of things in much. the past. Thank you. <laughs> this week in 1818, Congress approved the first pension for government service. Ooh, 1818. Uh-huh. In 1900, the U.S. officially adopted the gold standard for currency. Then 68 years later, President Johnson signed a bill to remove gold backing for paper money. And Mm. the beat goes on and on. And here we are, however many years later, and still they never stop changing things on us, John. That's about the truth. Cryptocurrency is going to change everything. (sighs) It's exhausting. No, it probably won't. It'll probably make a lot of people broke, (laughs) is my guess. But I don't know. You never know. You never know. The itsy bitsy coins and all that stuff. Mamouche coins. I don't even know. They come up with these things every day. Some kid in a hoodie in his parents' basement mm-hmm. comes up with this idea of a name. He immediately goes out there on the interwebs, gets that domain name, and there you go. There's a new currency. What do you call that? Bubalanoush uh, coin. You didn't know? You didn't know Bubalanoush? Is that sounds like baba ganoush? Isn't that a, a Turkish meal made with like ground up uh, eggplant or something? Baba Ganoush no. is a meal, but I don't know what it means exactly. Oh, I don't even remember what kind of coin I said a minute ago. But see, then they're already gone. It's, and then there it's already it out of business. That's right. That's how yeah. fast it changes. That's, That's how right. the rules come and go. That's right. Hey, cryptocurrency aside, yep. the rules that are ever evolving in the way of, oh God, I mean, it's just too much. We're all exhausted and it's still coming. So I want to talk to you about this conversation around the inherited IRA rules. Oh. So check my facts as I work <laughs> my way through this, Mr. Hicks, please. For many years, it worked that if a parent wanted to pass on a saved IRA or 401k down to a loved one once they died, that person who inherited it could take that money in small amounts each year. There were required minimum distributions based on the benefactor's age, maybe some small tax hits. But generally speaking, the money could grow and last a long time, and it was a good thing. Yeah, you could basically stretch out that tax bill for basically your whole life, Yes, which made it much more digestible. Yes. Okay, so that's what we know as the stretch IRA. Absolutely. Well, then comes along our pals in the Congress in 2019, right before 2020, they passed the SECURE Act. (laughs) That's the sound of Uncle Sam right there. Well, Mm -hmm. oh, that's exactly it, because people thought that the SECURE Act meant that they were going to help secure some of our money. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Ladies and gentlemen, what we are going to find out, and what I've been saying for now a couple of years, is that the only thing that happened that was secured was the income stream of our good old government taking more and more out of us because they need the money. Yep. It's been since 2016 that I've been saying, guys, the government printing presses are running amok. This is going to create problems. I think I talked about inflation in 2017. It just didn't happen until now. And now we're going to look at the tax angle that I've been saying forever, which was when the GOP tax blessing came in. I told everyone, let's do the Roth IRAs. Let's do the Roth IRAs because there's going to be a point in time where they're going to change that on us and they're not going to allow us to use it anymore. Or they aren't doing that yet. But here's what they did with the SECURE Act, guys. What they said is that, okay, instead of stretching out those tax bills potentially over your lifetime, What we're going to do is we're going to make you take all that money out within 10 years. 
Okay, so mm-hmm. every guru out there, every guru that I listen to when it comes to IRAs, people like Ed Slot, people like Susie Ormond, all these people, mm-hmm. what they said was, yes, it doesn't matter how, when you pull it out, you just have to get it out over the course of 10 years right. so the government can get some taxation money on that, but then also get it back out in the system to hopefully churn more money, tax revenue off of us. Right. But here's what happened. All of a sudden, Heather, the IRS comes out and says, not so fast. Whatever you thought you could do, I you know. can't. Do we have your attention? And so what the IRS has now basically said is they said, nope, we're going to disallow that. Whatever you interpreted, you're wrong. Now, Heather, you have to take out a required minimum distribution every year over the course of those 10 years. Uh-huh. So what the government is effectively doing is saying, hey, we're broke. We need some extra money. And we know that this money exists because we know that that IRA exists and we know you owe us money. Because remember, ladies and gentlemen, every single tax deferred account has a government lien on it. Every single one of those tax deferred accounts, we have kicked the can of the tax man. And now they're saying, ah, we need it. So now they're going to make us start pulling this money out. And here's the problem with that. It could potentially cost us hundreds of thousands of extra dollars in taxation if my numbers are right on the sucker. And that is an absolute travesty because there are so many of us out there that unfortunately have undersaved as it is. And now when we're looking at this, this is someone's life work. What we're talking about is passing on an IRA. And if you kind of look around the landscape of America, if you look at those that have saved the most money, where did the majority of us put our money away? Now, some of us bought some individual stocks. Some of us own a whole bunch of real estate, maybe. But a lot of us, we forked away that money in our IRAs and 401ks, right? Mm -hmm. Well, every one of those accounts, Heather, has a huge tax lien liability on it. Mm -hmm. And so now let's assume that we pass away and our biggest chunk of money is still in that IRA. Well, now all of a sudden, the government is basically saying, yeah, we're going to make sure that we get that money a little sooner because we don't know what anything else is going to happen down the road. We're going to tax more and we're going to make you do it the way that we want to. And guys, this is going to change a whole bunch of stuff because it means that the government knows, and I've been saying this for a while, we are a bunch of sitting ducks. The better that we've done a good job saving, if we have done a great job saving, our bullseye gets bigger and bigger and bigger. It's not just on our back anymore. Now it's on our butts, too. They are coming after us full guns blazing. But there are a couple things that are still doable, Heather. A couple things we can do in order to fix this. But we have to look further past just the current law. We have to figure out, okay, what do we need to do so that we can not only solve this problem for us, can we solve this tax problem for the next couple generations? And believe it or not, we absolutely can. So when we started hearing about this interpretation of the IRS rules, we started digging down deeper to find out what can we do to not just offset our tax burden while we're here on this planet, but how can we make sure that our kids and even our grandkids might potentially be able to receive all of our money without taxation in the long run. So we have developed a system that we use. It's called three generational planning, where we can potentially take all of the dollars that are supposed to go to our heirs and get them into a tax-free position without having to worry about taxation on your lifetime, on your kid's lifetime, and potentially on your grandkid's lifetime by doing proper planning once. 
And that is a big deal because my biggest fear is that if they keep changing these rules, and that's what started this whole conversation, they keep changing things on us. Why don't we find the way to get it done once and for all by utilizing a couple rules that are over a hundred years old in the tax code that allow us to get the money in tax-free positions? So basically what we're telling our clients and what we're starting to plan more and more for is essentially having two tax-free buckets. And that's something we've never had to do before, but now we know it's time to go to a two tax-free bucket strategy. That idea, though, (laughs) it's completely on point to me. You just said something you've never had to do before. Now you are encouraging your clients to go into this two tax-free bucket strategy thought process. It's a sign of the times, though, isn't it? I mean, we were just talking about how the government's changing the rules every five minutes. We have to learn how to adapt and overcome as well. Absolutely. And the way that we figured this out is we started paying attention to who has done this in the past. Well, well, we learned the Rockefellers, the Vanderbilts, the Kennedys, the Rothschilds. Heck, even Colonel Sanders did some of this stuff because those were the wealthiest people. They had the most wealth to transfer, but they were wise. They said, hey, I don't know if we can satisfy just our tax bill. What if the government changes? They learned how to satisfy the tax bill for all wealth transfer for generations to come, Mm. which is why you still hear those. Those names out there, Kennedys, Rockefellers, Vanderbilt, those guys are still out there, still with plenty of money because they avoided full taxation for three generations. Guys, that's smart. Have questions for John? Drop us an email at retirementsolutionradio.com. J. Hagen Capital Inc. is not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Integrity Financial Planning Inc. is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. J. Hagen Capital Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through John Hicks, NPN number 229-3473.